0: To another episode of the Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel. I am the uh, editor of the Conversation of Our Generation, founder, host of this podcast, and write most of the stuff that's on the blog and handle all the social media accounts. That's all me. Um, Hoping more and more to get more involved on the Conversation of Our Generation, getting people in here guest blogging for me, getting more ideas out there, finding other ways to, you know, involve people in in the in this dialogue, elevating the dialogue and really getting people to sit down, write instead of 140 characters or even 140 words, you know, 500, 700, 800 word essays on really hammering out their beliefs on something and putting it up there for people to see and for people to, you know, take in and read, understand, you know, maybe come back with a, a correction or something that they disagree with and write back and make making it so that we're really attacking people on the merit of ideas you know attacking their ideas not the people right and saying here this is why you're wrong this is why i believe this differently this is those kinds of things instead of you're an idiot you're a racist all that so we're trying to elevate the dialogue we're trying to get people involved so if you you know if if you like this podcast i invite you to come over to the blog conversationofourgeneration.com. look at kind of what i got going there and if you disagree agree whatever want to just write up your own idea that's not on there um, go to the contact portion of the blog, give me a summary of your idea, and we'll get you in there. I'd, I'd really like to get more and more uh, happening. I've got a couple people that I'm working with and talking to, to get that have their own website, so we can link back to them. So if you have a blog of your own, definitely let me know. Um, and with that, I, I, I already told you where my blog is. You can find me also on facebook.com conversationofourgeneration, twitter at conofourgen, uh, minds.com. Or uh, you can find me conversation of our generation there and at Jamel on SteamIt. Um, again, I do not use SteamIt all that often because it is a pain in my rear end to log into. But I do have it and I do post, you know, most things that I write there. Um, so with that, let's kind of talk a little bit about what we got going on today. Um, I got the quote of the week. I'm actually running this series now. I've, I've uh, I fell off for a couple weeks after I said that I was going to start doing it, but We're doing it and we're in it now so it's awesome Um, it's actually kind of helped me spark a little bit what I'm going to talk about I'm trying to kind of tie it all together really make it cohesive and the thing that we're going to be uh, talking about today is uh, civility and freedom you know how to be how to act ethically in a free society and what that looks like what that means you know it's it's I think it's there's two different notions of what you know ethical behavior is in a free society from Republicans and Democrats, and I think you know they're both not quite there. I think they're both a little bit off in um, in what it what it truly means. And so we're going to talk about that. And then I also have a good little announcement. I guess I'll make it up here up front. Um, I should be having an interview with somebody uh, from uh dan johnson of we do better i'm going to be talking to him later on this week i'm not sure how i'm going to uh put out the chat that we have i'm not not sure what we're going to do there but um like if i'm going to make it part of the podcast uh here like next week or if i'm just going to make it a standalone i think it worked well with what i did with vin as a standalone so we probably will be doing that um and so that's cool and it's his basically what we do better is you know helping spread the idea of instead of just you know the libertarian world complaining about how bad the government does and all the taxes we pay instead they're saying okay let's get a tax credit let's find charities that are actually doing the work that is benefiting us in a much better way than the government and funnel money instead of funneling money to the government out to these charities or out to the services or whatever and, you know, you lose 50% of it when it goes into the government. They're saying, let's, you know, keep it out of the government's pockets, get it into, um, you know, the charities who are actually doing the work straight up and get it straight to them. And so I'm going to be talking to him. I'm going to be actually working with him a little bit, taking on a project with him. So it'll be a really good talk. I think it'll be really fun to listen to. And I think it's, you know, my goal with this is I've kind of said it, recently is to create a digital version of the school of Athens and now obviously that's a big vision but that's kinda where I want this to go and I don't want it to just be you know kicking rocks and talking about stuff that's never gonna happen I do want to see some action come from some of the the ideas that we generate here and I think this is one where someone's taking action and is a good example of how to actually practically apply you know ideas that you're passionate about and so that's really where I want to get with him you know, and kind of talk a little bit about that as well, and how you kind of say, okay, here's my ideal. Well, how do I make, you know, something that's not maybe quite my ideal or perfect for my ideal? How do I make something better, closer to that, work? And so that's a little bit what we're going to be talking about um, as well. And with that, let's hop on into the quote of the day. So the quote of the or quote of the week, I guess, this week comes from uh, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> I always have trouble with his last name, Marcus Aurelius. Um, he's a Roman uh, soldier and, you know, emperor, and who is also the uh, founder of, or a major part at least, of the Stoic philosophy the Sto- of Stoicism. And so his quote that I'm going to read for you today is, waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be, be one. And... That, I think, is just a good way to kick off what we're going to be talking about today. But I also think that the Stoic mentality is something that is we should kind of be looking towards and adopting a little bit more of in our in our culture, because what it's about really is, is it's kind of like a mind over matter, you know, you are determined to succeed and to be good at what you're going to, what you want to achieve in, and that basically it all boils down to How do you go about that um, by basically conquering your mind in order to um, bring to life your success? And so it's basically, instead he's talking about it, basically, you know, stop talking about it, just do it, right? Just don't be arguing about what a good man should be, just go be one because you have an understanding of what a good man or a good, you know, good woman as well, what those things, what that person looks like, right? You see it in your life. You know who the good men and women are around you, who your role models are. And so why do you have to sit around talking about it all the time, you know, do it. And now you obviously have to teach young men how to be men, but there's so much I think going on in our culture of just back and forth about talking about, you know, really both of them from a partisan viewpoint instead of just saying, you know what, these national debates don't matter. These national, you know, issues aren't really the important issues. It's, you know, am I taking care of myself, my family, my community? Those are your three important issues, right? Those are the three things that really change the way you and your family and your community are, is by going out and doing things in those areas. Are you worried about what's going on in Washington, D.C. instead of maybe you know how your job is going, you, are, you know, how are sales going at work? Is that more important? Well, yeah, it's because that's because how sales go at work is going to determine, you know, how well you do, whether or not you get promoted or able to do more for your family and give them a better life, or maybe take some of that extra money and give it back to charity or put it aside in a savings so that you can maybe invest in some sort of, you know, business or something that adds value to your community. All those things that you can do those are things that you just need to do. That's, 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 that's what we are called to do as a, in a free society is to, to make things happen. It's, we're not here to twiddle our thumbs and talk about stuff. I mean, you do have to have discourse, obviously. And that's why, you know, we do have an elected representative that goes out and theoretically is supposed to just do that for us. They're supposed to represent us. And if we don't, you know, like what their voting record is and you change it, you know, you vote for someone else instead next time. That's the, that's kind of the beauty of what the American system is supposed to be. Now it's not like that because people are, you know, instead of just letting their elected representative handle things, the federal government's gotten too big that now it, it, it is involved in all our lives. So you do have to pay attention to it, but you know, cause it's able to tell people what bathroom they, you know, their schools should be allowing people to use, well, that's not the federal government's job, so you do have to push back against that kind of thing, you know, and it's constantly overreaching like that, but when it comes to a lot of the policy debates, or not even, because there's so little policy happening, it's all it's mostly just posturing, you know, and, you know, those are the kind of things that you just look at and you see, oh, this is what's going on, and then you go back with your, on with your life, like, you just read a couple articles, you get a really good gist, what's happening. If you read a CNN and a Fox article and kind of check a little bit of coverage and see, you know, you get a couple facts from about three different, four different sources. You have a pretty good idea of what's really going on there. And, and then just go on with your life about being, you know, the best person that you can be. And that to me is, I think something that's really awesome. I, I like the stoic idea. And this is something that I plan on delving into soon uh, is I have uh, Marcus's book, uh, you know, on my bookshelf lined up, ready to read. So, um, that'll be coming up soon. So we'll probably hear a little bit more from him, but I got to get through a couple other works first. And so I think that that's just something that's powerful in this day and age when we don't really act like we virtue signal instead of act virtuously, right? We, we posture ourselves instead of taking an actual principled position <clears throat> and and you know in our and we have hashtag activism instead of actually getting out and making things happen you know getting out and just feeding the homeless we it's like hashtag you know feed the homeless and they didn't do anything for it or even donate to the real cause stop talking about things and do it just just do it i mean it's it's crazy i mean so that that to me is, I think, a powerful quote that, you know, some people just need to hear and get the kick in the ass to hear it. <clears throat> and so with that, uh, let's continue on. the So the reason why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today is, uh, you know, obviously a couple weeks ago there was the question of the baker, the Christian baker, who was being forced to bake a cake for a same-sex marriage, and he doesn't believe in same-sex marriage, so he said he shouldn't have to um, utilize his artistic abilities in that sense, which, you know what, it's a free society, I'm all in favor of his right to do it, and I'm just as I don't care, You know, I'm all in favor of the gay couple's ability to get married, because I don't think the government should be telling either of those people what to do in that case. Um, I think that those are their individual choices to make. And, and so even though I probably wouldn't live my life like either of those guys, that's the other funny thing is I would probably, if I could bake the cake, I would have baked the cake and you know, I'm not gay, so I don't really have the issue with gay marriage. So, you know, while I wouldn't even live my life like either of those people, you know, those people's rights, you know, not being able to do those things directly doesn't affect my ability to do what I want to do right but in a way it does and we're going to talk about that and so there's that and then after that about you know this past week the red hen or whatever it's called um I don't even care that much but they denied service to Sarah Huckabee Sanders and then you know and then they gathered a bunch of people and Sarah uh, went home you know and apparently, or went somewhere else, I don't know, I don't you know fully what she did afterwards, but basically she went away, and the people she was with went across the street to try to eat, and, like, the owner of the Red Hen got a mob together to, like, go over there and, like, almost, like, just disrupt the dinner so much that they had to leave there, too, which, you know, I would be pretty pissed if someone came into my business protesting like that, Um, because that's messing up not only those people's experience, but now, like, everyone else in my restaurant is having a bad experience because you want to make a political statement. And I think that that's somewhere where, you know, there's, there's a lot of gray lines here that are kind of being drawn and then, or that are kind of being, you know, there's not a really, I don't know if there's a good way to divvy up what's acceptable. And so we're going to kind of work through that. Um, and then thirdly, there was Maxine waters basically calling for people to mob up and, um, And I don't have the clip, I. But uh, I'm sure you guys have. Most people who'd be listening to me have at least heard it or are aware of what it is and can look it up. But Maxine Waters um, basically was saying, you know, that these, that like because Republicans are heartless and cold, that you know if you see anyone in the administration out and about, you should shout at them and yell at them and all that. And and so all these things kind of coming together. And there was another story. out about, uh, Kristen Nielsen, the head of DHS and that she was having issues as well with, um, with people coming in and shouting during her meal, like just the entire time. I mean, it's like a 10 minute video of her eating that I found and people are chanting and yelling and not only does it, you know, is it just not really the place to, I mean, (sighs) I guess they have the right to protest, but I just think that that business, if he's a smart business person would be kicking those people out for doing that type of thing. That's at least what I would be doing. If, if I have a bunch of people yelling while I'm trying to feed, you know, a restaurant full of people, I'd be like, get the hell out of my business. You don't have the right to protest on my property. I own this business, but maybe that person is a lefty and thinks that, you know, this is appropriate behavior. But I just think that it's it's just not appropriate. I, I'm not saying that they don't have the right to do it, but I think we have to look at what do we have the right to do and what's appropriate to do. And how do we, you know, find a way to li- actually find tolerance, you know, and um, allow for deferring opinion because we are a free society. So we're going to have a wide range of what people believe. It's not going to be, you know, a monolithic, you know, understanding of, you know, truth that everybody put together, this is what we believe. That's not how America's ever going to be as long as it is a free country. Now, the more and more totalitarian it gets, you know, you can probably see uh, a much narrower range of opinion, and you have kind of seen that in the last few years where there's less and less room for different opinions, different ideas, all of that. And That to me is an issue because that's not what freedom is about. And so what I really want to talk about today is then what is freedom about? So I have kind of a few, um, questions that I was going to pose. And the first one is, is I don't think that these, you know, few instances are, um, representative of what's actually going on in normal life. I really don't have issues with, um, with people being disruptive or, you know, shouting me down. Like, I listen to, like, right wing podcasts, what I guess what would be mostly considered right wing or libertarian podcasts. You know, I listen to um, all the Daily Wire podcasts because I think that they're interesting. Um, I think it's good to kind of get some of the news, but in a way that doesn't infuriate me or, you know, isn't, it's not meant to get you all riled up like Fox News is or CNN is, you know, at the other side. I think they do kind of obviously attack the left because they're right, they're right of the aisle, but, you know, they have a bit of a libertari- libertarian bent on most things, so, you know, I don't agree with them on everything either, so there's that too. You know, listen to Dave Rubin's podcast, Jason Stapleton program, the Survival Podcast, and the Ven Armani Show, all of those. So it's a wide range of opinion, um, generally what anyone who's a socialist would consider to be right-wing Nazis, but... <laughs> for the most part, I guess I'm buying into this whole thing, but, like, the, the people that you're seeing shouting at these people would shout at any of these people, and I would say that half of them would agree with these guys on a lot of things in in different ways. Um, like, the libertarians would probably agree with these guys on pretty close on immigration, actually, but they wouldn't be able to hear it because they believe in free market capitalism, and so as a, you know, as a huge socialist, that's a big no-no. And so, like, they can't look past to see, you know... To see that this person just has different opinions than them. They're not a Nazi. They, they just have different opinions. And I look at these people and I just think that they're wrong. I don't think that they're bad people. I think that this is bad behavior. But I'm pretty sure that if you, if I sat down and like, if I walked up to them and they were my Starbucks barista or my server at a restaurant, I'm sure that they would treat me well, right? I'm sure that they wouldn't, you know, spit in my food, assuming that I'm, a, you know, a right winger or anything like that. Like they wouldn't do that. So like one-on-one, I think any of these people I would have a pleasant interaction with. But if I was sitting at that restaurant and these people were chanting next to me about something that whether or not I agree with you, I mean, they could be sitting out there like saying no more taxes, you know, taxes theft. And I would be like, shut the heck up. I'm trying to enjoy a meal. Like this isn't the time for that. And so I think there's a level of, you know, mob mentality that happens here and there. And so these things get blown up, but... I don't. I've never seen anything like this in real life. Like I've never, I've been on my college campus. Uh, I was, you know, I went through really like five years or four and a half, I guess, of college, and I I saw one protest and it was pretty. I mean, they were chanting and they were doing their thing, but they were outside. They weren't disturbing anybody. They just made a round around for free tuition. and I sat there and laughed, <laughs> but. Um, because i was like what do you think free tuition is going to come from but regardless you have the right to ask for it i guess um and and that really but i never saw like people shouting i i mean like as much as the campus hysteria is going on i've never seen that i've never heard of it from my friends at other schools i haven't seen that um but then again we're in indiana where people are generally pretty uh i feel like we're just all pretty pleasant and we have that um I think even like the good old country boy you know that you have around here that gun toting old school guy you know farmer he just wants to be left alone so he knows that if he leaves you alone you'll leave him alone like he'd be he wouldn't mind sitting at you know I think that just about you know most of those guys wouldn't mind sitting at the other end of a bar from someone who's a gay socialist and he wouldn't care like if he's a you know it, it wouldn't bother most people if you're in that situation, you know, if you, as long as you're just acting like a normal person at a bar drinking, like they don't care. But if you stand up and start yelling your politics out at a bar and disrupting everyone else's, you know, either way, if it's, you know, right wing or left wing, even people who agree with you on your politics are going to be annoyed. And so that doesn't happen though. And this is just, I think the media trying to drum up Uh, a sensational story and you know these people i don't think they're plants but i think that it was um it's something that has probably risen up a little bit because of media media sensationalism because they know that they can get this out there and they can because of social media because of all that stuff it'll catch on you know hit the nightly news because of social media buzz in the area and then that nightly news station is connected with one of the big stations, right? Because they're all bought off by each other, and and then now it's hit CNN's front page, and then Fox and everywhere. And now they're like, "Oh, look at this! We made a difference." But really, all you did was ruin a bunch of people's meal, <laughs> and and so I think we need to look at really how you how you actually interact with people is very civil on a normal basis. Like I don't really get into political debates with random people all the time like every now and then you'll talk and someone will ask me a question and I'm normally not um very you know obtuse at first if they really push you know I'll, I'll 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 draw a hard line and you know and I'll really get into a debate but normally I'm just like yeah you know here's kind of generally what I believe and you know you don't I'm pretty tolerant of other people I don't really mind what other people believe as long as I'm allowed to believe what I believe and that's my that's my stance on most things And I think that's what freedom is all about. And so uh, I think that that's, you know, I'm just kind of laid back about it. You know, if someone asks me, I'll tell them, but I don't push it ever, um, except for through my podcast and blog. (laughs) So, but it's, it's not something that you have to push all the time and yell and shout about. And most people don't because who gives a crap? Who cares what you believe in a country of 330 million people, you know, who... Why? If you go, you're not gonna go around changing a bunch of minds on how they vote in the next national election by telling everybody what you think all the time. In fact, you probably turn away some people who are like, you know what? Maybe I should relook what be- look at what I believe again because this person is obnoxious as hell, and maybe that's because of what they believe and they agree with me. So I'm gonna re reexamine that, right? there's a lot of libertarians out there who make me re-examine my beliefs when they start talking. And, you know, I keep coming back to it, but you never know. Um, just the way that they can be so obtuse and just so annoying. And it's just, you know, so it's like, whatever, I, I just want to enjoy, you know, my, whatever I'm doing, not get into an argument. And so I guess, how do we look at Acting ethically than in a free society. What does that mean? And so obviously we have a certain level of rights that are protected and now rights are something that The government is not able to interfere with that's how our rights are set up And I think this is a mistake people make that you know a right is something that you have to do with You know it has to do with other people. No, it's It's that you cannot be forced, you know to stop doing something or whatever by the government, because you have a right to, um, that thing, whatever, whatever that is as an individual, right? That's something that is God given or granted to you by the mere fact that you are a human and have dignity. However, you want to look at it. Um, rights are something that cannot be taken away from you by government. And Also, your right is something that, you know, is limited by the rights of other individuals. And that's another thing that you have to look at is if doing something the way you want to do it, how you want to do it, when you want to do it interferes with someone else's, you know, right, then now that's where that stops. You can't you can't do that. I can't just like it's like it's almost like a, you know, a good image would be like when you're sitting in a crowded space and, you know, you get and you have to share an armrest with somebody, you know, like a stranger. Then you guys kind of work it out and you you can't both, you know, be trying to, you know, hog the whole armrest. Well, no, like you're in a movie theater together, you kind of take part of it or you lean on one and the other person leans on the other one and you know kind of it kind of naturally works out because you kind of want to keep a little bit of space between you and a stranger. So you kind of get comfortable and but you know it's kind of obnoxious if someone just sits back with both armrests completely taken up or you know you almost feel awkward if you feel like you're forcing someone to like kind of withdraw inside themselves and put their arms like really far into their lap and get away from the armrest because you're being obtuse about it and and so that's how freedom is like you kind of get a natural sense of like oh maybe I'm overextending maybe I'm you know there's an issue here like there was um I remember in my business law class, we were talking about, I think we kind of did a good delve into these things, and we were talking about how there was a guy who, it was found that he wasn't allowed to, he had a big window that opened up to the street, and he lived in a neighborhood where there were kids, and he enjoyed taking his morning coffee, um, standing looking out the window, you know, buck naked. And neighbors obviously complained because you're looking out your window across the street, and here's... You know, a guy standing buck naked in his window, and and there's children around and everything, and you're like, okay, that's kind of like, you know, sitting in your car in a parking lot like that. I mean, it's if everyone else can see it, then it's not private anymore. And so, you know, he had to. They kind of found out. I forget exactly what the solution was, but it was like, you can't do that at least anymore. You can go in another room, like that faces out back or something. I don't know, and and. And it seems common sense, but, you know, you really have the right to do what you want in your own home. But if that, you know, if something kind of starts, if what you're doing extends outside of your home to other people's homes, now they have a right to kind of say, hey, man, like, don't do that, right? If you're planting obnoxious, you know, plants and they're hanging over your neighbor's fence into his yard, dropping stuff into his yard, and he has to pick it up when he mows, well, now he you know, you should probably trim back your tree and, you know, and so there's kind of like these barriers that we have that you can't cross. And, and, and also with that guy, like, let's say he lived down in the middle of the country and his next neighbor was a mile away. Well then who cares? No one will know. You know, he's, he's got trees lining up against the, the, you know, the little country road that he lives on and he's, you know, you know, a thousand feet away from it. Right. Well, you know, he's got a long ass driveway and, you know you can't really see into his house from there well then he can do that right but when you put yourself in a close proximity with other people now you have to be wary of whose rights you might be violating by doing that right Whose right to not look out their window at a naked guy <laughs> you know standing and facing them right you kind of have a little bit of a you know I don't know I guess it's not necessarily a right but you know what I mean Um, there's a limitation on your freedom to do that, to expose yourself to other people, basically. And so there's, that's kind of like one of those things that it's like, it's funny when you think about it, but when you think about it, it's, it's a pretty good analogy for how we should really think about living on, in a free society is, you know, you can do things in your own home that go outside your home that bother other people. And that's, that's something that's interesting. Really. It's, it's an interesting idea that, you know, something that you can do in privacy, what you, or what you perceive as privacy is really not, first of all, private. And second of all, it's, you know, causing externalities outside that, you know, negative externalities that people have to cope with in some way. Now, obviously that's not like, you know, a major coping thing. It's just like "Mm, avert your eyes, but it is something that, you know, maybe having to talk to your eight-year-old daughter about, well, that's that's an issue, right? That's a big issue. And so there's limitations to freedom, and that limitation is simply, in my opinion, when it starts to infringe upon other people's freedom to live the life they would wish to live, right? And that's about where your limitations are. Now, in the case of some of these issues where people are going into restaurants and shouting at people... Or Maxine Waters is calling for, you know, people to mob up on people in the administration. Do people have a right to stand outside the Capitol and protest? You know, yeah, you get the right permit so you're not and not block traffic, right? That's the other things is like when people block traffic or block, you know, people trying to walk along sidewalks or whatever else is going on, messing up, you know, the goings on of the rest of the people in their city. Well, you don't have the right to do that. You don't have the right to make me late for work for you to speak. No, you have the right to speak as long as it doesn't, you know, affect my right to go about my day. You know, I should be able to ignore you and not have to wait for you to clear the street for me to get through. And so there's, that's another thing that you have to think about the, but when you see these things there, there's also a sense of a business's ability to Uh, you know, if you're a business owner, then you own your, your, whatever your, your lease, I guess, or if you own the building itself or whatever it is, you're allowed to control who is on and not on your property. So that means that you can deny service to Senator Sanders or not Senator, um, press secretary Sanders or Huckabee Sanders. You can deny, you know, the right, you can deny a, uh, Gay couple, okay. You can. I mean, you can deny. You know all those things. Now, constitutionally, you cannot deny based on race, uh, gender, um, age over, and that's actually for only over forty. I think it doesn't matter for how young they are. Um, you're not allowed. You know, so there's a few things that constitutionally you can't. You know, nationality, ethnicity, um, country of origin, stuff like that. Um, those are all things that you. You know, it's in the law that you can't discriminate on those things. Now, you know, I think. That it's wrong to do that, hundred percent. But I think that in a free society, you really do actually have the ability to do those things. And that I think that that, um, that the Civil Rights Act was actually almost like something that was like too late after some of the problems that had been that had arisen under Jim Crow had started to be solved, and they were being solved actually by the market. And then um, really, it should be—it's not the—it wasn't the business owners who were really at the major fault here some business owners were jerks and racist and all that yep for sure but most of them were actually complying with the fact that that was the law of the land in a lot of those southern states that you had to be segregated see that was the issue it was government stepping in and saying that they had to segregate not private individuals doing that on their own you see so they had to they had to segregate to be in compliance with the law And that's what they should have squashed. That's what the civil rights act should have squashed is you can't have states out there discriminating because that, because the states are, as long as they're part of the union are beholden to the constitution the constitution provides for, you know, equal protection under the law based on those things. And that's right. You have equal, if you walk, if I'm a white guy and a black guy walk in doing the same thing, same criminal record, same, whatever, yada, yada, you know, every interaction with the law is the same. And they should get the same punishment. You know, that's how equal opp- or equal, not equal opportunity, but equal protection, you know, equal treatment under the law is. So it's not about, you know, equal treatment by business because businesses have the right to have their own beliefs, have their own set of codes and conduct and, you know, rules, regulations, all the things that the business wants to do. They are allowed to make their business whatever they want it to be. And the government doesn't have any right to tell the business what it should do any more than it has the right to tell an individual what it should do. And this is one of those things where, you know, when they talk about, um, that guy who played Spider-Man in the mediocre new Spider-Man movie before this last one, um, or the two, I think there was two, I forget his name, but he, uh, he did that thing where he's like, let's just bake a cake for anyone who wants to have the cake to be baked. And, It's like, you know, I think that people probably should. But let's also, why don't we say let's, you know, write, you know, a speech for Donald Trump if, you know, we want you to write a speech for Donald Trump. Would you do that? I don't think that guy would want to do that. Um, Let's have you act in a movie or act in a play that glorifies the Trump administration. And anyone who doesn't, you know, let's have everyone act in this play who wants to, you know, for everyone who wants to have this play made, right? No, that's not happening. So, and and he has the right to refuse those things. Like, I don't think he should, but I'm just saying it's, that's what freedom is, is I have my beliefs and I want to live by my beliefs. And as long as I am not hurting you, then, well, what, why, uh, why should you have the right to tell me that I shouldn't do that? Or especially you should you have the right to tell me that I shouldn't but why should you have the right to um to use government force to make me do that for you that's the question and that's and you don't you don't have the right to do that you don't have the right to leverage government you know to take make police come over with guns you know, basically point them at me and tell me that I have to bake you a cake no you don't have the right to, to do that and i don't have the right to bring police over kidnap you and make you be in my play about the Trump administration, right? No, I don't have the right to do that either. So that's the, that's the balance of freedom is first of all, there's a million other people who would bake a cake for, you know, a gay wedding. I mean, okay, maybe not a million, but there's a bunch of other people who would bake a cake for a gay wedding. And, you know, and I forget this was in Colorado somewhere, which is not really that conservative of a state as far as like social things. I think it's, you know, it seems to me to be pretty left-wing on most things, maybe a little libertarian-ish, but there's probably not a whole lot of, I don't think there's a whole lot of, like, staunch Republicans there that are, like, you know, big Christian conservatives like this guy. Like, I think they really had to pull through the weeds to find this dude, and and so, you know, it, it seems to me that, like, there's probably 10 other bakeries that they could have gone to within a couple miles that would have done this just as well and without an issue. And yet, they seem to have kind of looked for this instead, and that to me is a problem. And that to me shows a bit of a of a cynicism, or just a deliberate, you know, what's the word? Like malice towards people. Um, and that's I think that's kind of that's wrong to really pull them into that on purpose. And so that is to me where a lot of this issue comes up is you know, those people go out and kind of seek out that person to do that, in my opinion. And then and then they go out and, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is enjoying a meal and the owner decides to refuse service and that's well within her right. And, and then all she really does is kind of tweet out saying, hey, this happened here. You know, I just wanted to let people know that that's, you know, what happened to me, right? <laughs> and people seem to be getting really upset about it, but I'm like, you know, that's what you do in a free society. If you're a business person and you do something that is arguably, you know, bad business practice, well then guess what? People are going to talk about it. Like no one would have complained if she had like found a finger in her food there and said it right. Or found, you know, there was like a rat crawled across her foot during her meal and she like tweeted that out. People be like, ew, that's gross. You know, whatever, Uh, you know, and fine. But she got refused service based on her politics and put it out there and which is well within her right to, you know, review a restaurant based on her experience there and put it out for people to hear. And, you know, and she got a backlash for that. I'm like, no, that's, that's what you get in a free society is, you know, if you do something that I think is unethical and I have the ability to broadcast that you did something unethical, then I want to put it out there. I mean, no one would complain if, You know, she was, you know, the Asian passenger being pulled off the plane. Uh, What was that doctor's name? I forget the doctor's name. But that doctor that was pulled off and, like, he's bloodied and everything. I mean, he's treated horribly. And she wasn't treated that badly, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if he had tweeted out something about that, like, no one would have said a thing because he was obviously well within his right to say this was bad service, bad treatment by a company that I paid money to, you know, use. I paid money to go on this flight and I got beaten and pulled off of it (laughs) you know that that that's a problem right and and so if she's saying hey I had people yelling during my meal I got kicked out by the owner and my you know table my people that I was with my friends had a bad experience at this place because of you know you know some weird level of activism then that's her right right that she's allowed to speak out about that and and so I think that that's something that people have to have that that careful balance of, of all the freedoms that I have, you have as well, right? Because we are equal under the eyes of the law. We are equal in the sense that we are both people who should have, who have dignity, who should be treated as such, and who have the ability to make our own way in life. And the only things that really hinder that are really like a handicap in the sense that like I can no longer take care of myself. If you have dementia, if you have, you know, things like that that you can't, you know, you can no longer take care of yourself, well then you don't have full rights and people hopefully, you know, family and friends kind of take you in and care for you, right? That's how it's supposed to go. Or maybe they afford can afford to put you in a place, a facility if it's necessary that gets you the care that you need. But and so now you don't really have full right. You can't drive. You can't do some of the things that you could do when you didn't have that handicap or if you, if you didn't have one in the first place. You know, there's some limitations there then because you don't have full capacity, you know. But you also can't be tried in a, for a crime the same way because you don't have full capacity to think it through. And that's something that you have to find a kind of – that's a tough balance there for that one. But anyone who has full capacity, full, like, you know, average adult – has the same uh level of freedom as any other adult and the only thing that limits it is when I infringe upon yours and so let's talk about like with that what's the duty that we have um I'm kind of going out of order on my questions I've answered I was looking at them to see which ones I've got in my show notes here and I've gone out of order a little bit but I think this one is one where we have to hammer it out is what's one's duty to his fellow citizens and now Personally, I think as a, you know, as a Christian, as a Catholic, that we do have, I think you have a, a, a spiritual duty, a moral duty, ethical duty to find a way to remove the, you know, remove the being from your own eye first, start with there, start that, and then help your, and then help your fellow man to, um, when they're in there, when they have hard times, you know, if you have a friend, who needs help, you know, I can think of multiple times when family friends are sick or going through something rough, you know, they have a death in the family, they have something like that, and, you know, my mom will cook up a casserole or cook up something like that, take it over there, or maybe cook a couple, get a couple meals, like, pre-cooked and ready so that all I have to do is throw it in the oven, right, and, and then, you know, we've had that, and then when we've had deaths in the family, you know, we have meals being brought to our house, and, So that you don't have to worry about that when you're planning a funeral or whatever it is. And, you know, that's something that I think is a, is an obligation that it isn't one that is required by government or required by whatever. It's, it's something that you just do for people because you would, you know, it's the golden rule. That's what you would want done for you. So you do it for other people that you can do it for, you know, that there's a bit of a, there's an idea of like a reciprocity there that, you know, When you're going on a hard time, I'll help you. And then when I'm going on a hard time, you know, I can kind of count on you for help, right? And so there's that kind of an idea there. And I think that that's, you know, not a bad thing to have. I think that's a good, that's a good idea. It's a good way to operate. And so that to me is a a duty that I feel that I have for people and that I think people should Right, should do um, if you want to be a good neighbor, friend, you know, whatever. Those are things that you ought to do. Do I think that you know I have the right to have police come with a gun and tell you to do that? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that that's an obligation that the government's allowed to require of you. But I think that there's obligations that we have to each other, to our community, that um, that aren't requirements necessarily by government but that are a requirement that if you want to not have government stepping into your life constantly you these are things you can do right to keep that out of your life and what I mean by that is if if I take care of myself so that as a young 23 year old guy which I am I can have a home I have a car, I have a job, I'm not reliant on the government to take care of me, I'm not reliant on my family to take care of me in any large way, you know, I mean, I've if I have to ask my dad for a couple, you know, for some money to maybe make something meet match up this month and then I get paid and I give him his money back, you know, those are kind of things that you can work on, but I haven't had that issue, but I'm just saying that's, you know, it's not like I'm living off my parents' dime and, you know, you have that and then you know over the next couple years i hope to put in the hard work as a young 20 something year old and get this blog going so where i can start making some money on the side off of this maybe hopefully maybe make a sizable income eventually off of this off of this idea and you know i'm working my job maybe get promoted a couple times through my job i'm working another side gig right now where you know hopefully that's something that can build into more work um <clears throat> or more, you know, better pay over time, which it looks like it will, you know, so those are, I have three things I'm doing that I'm trying to make money you know, over the next couple of years will grow. And then I can have, you know, a place where I can take care of a family of my own, right? Now I can do that, you know? Um, and then you go out from there. Once you're kind of settled in that, then you can take care of your community. You can take care of extended family and all that, you know, I can help I can, over the next couple of years, help my brothers out with things, maybe hooking them up with jobs and finding, helping them network around as they're looking for internships or whatever, when they get to college and you can do, I can use those kinds of things. I can help people, not just monetarily, but you know, I would, I mean, like I talk about right now I'm in a job transition. I, last week I accepted a new job. I think I might've talked about it and I'm leaving my job with the retail company I work for. Um, and i've been a manager there my job there in large part i i feel has been to give people the skills to manage people and to you know take those teach them these soft skills that they can take anywhere in the job that can that they can leverage anywhere like give them the ability to say here's things that i've done that have made an impact on the business that i've been working for all this time and they can show something for it and that's a job i think that i owe them as well that they can I can h- allow them to produce results that they can take somewhere else or take to the next level within our company, right? Those are things that I think you ought to do. And so those are obligations that I feel towards people outside of me that I don't think I've talked once about feeling that I should be enforced by law to do those things, but I have um, I have an urge inside of me ethically to do that because I believe that that is what is virtuous and ethical. And that's how I want to live my life is to create opportunity for other people and to, you know, use my skills to add value to my work, wherever I'm working in order to earn an income that I can live off of, create, build a family with, and, you know, and then hopefully more and more, it'll snowball in a way that I can extend out into my community or start another business and add value for more people that other way. And that to me is how I want to live my life now some people want to do things for you know like social work which is a fantastic line of work A very I think uh you know it's something that not a lot of people can do because it's a lot of work and it's hard work for not a lot of pay but you know what people we need those kinds of jobs as well we need people doing that for sure I think that that's something that you know you shouldn't feel bad about doing by any means I think it's uh what's the word it's uh it's a noble thing to do that's the word um and those people aren't going to add value the same way that i will by you know necessarily you know creating jobs for people who are or teaching people soft skills that they can use to go get a better job or promotion within their job no they're helping people you know their lives together so they can help themselves right a lot of the time or taking in foster kids or something like you know along those lines where you're creating um, a stable environment for a couple individuals that you can work with because you have to work intensely with these people to be able to provide them the service that you uh that social work offers right you need to be intensely working with a few individuals or one individual not you know operating a business with a big team and able to kind of give people, you know, the empowerment, yada, yada, and managing a team, you're working one-on-one, you know, one on maybe three people, you know, maybe one with the family to get them to where they need to be because they need that extra help because of whatever their circumstances are, right? Maybe it's bad circumstances. Maybe it's bad choices they made, whatever it is, there is a level of necessity on their part to have you helping them and so that's another way that you can add but it's a different thing that what I'm doing but i think that they have an obligation that they feel to do that and they know that they're sacrificing maybe better pay maybe a more comfortable lifestyle for themselves or maybe maybe their you know their spouse has to work a little bit more of a lucrative job in order to afford the lifestyle that they want you know maybe i can you know wife can or the husband one of them can be a social worker because the other one is a lawyer and can you know earn enough money and you know, what the other spouse does with social work is, you know, them doing a good deed kind of thing, and, you know, you earn a little bit of money to doing it. So, there's different ways that you can look at this, but I think we all have an obligation to certain things. Some people, it's the environment. Some people, it's whatever it is. And if you have an obligation to it, then go what Marcus, you know, we learned from the Marcus Aurelius earlier on the thing. Waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be, be one. You know, waste no more time arguing about what. You know the government should be doing what other people should be doing go do it why are you sitting around telling other people what they should be doing instead of just doing it and you know i sit on here and kind of tell you some ideas of what you can do but you have to find it for yourself man you have to go out there and say what are my skills what are my ambitions and drives what is it that i feel obliged to do what is it that i you know i want out of life and go do it you have to go you have to go find that for yourself i've been sitting around for the last couple of years really 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 diving in and trying to figure out what it is that i want for myself and in the last year i've really kind of started to find it i really started to hammer it out and figure it out and i think i have a pretty good idea of what i want and right now i am where about a year ago i kind of only dreamed of being but you know what i'm here a year ago i didn't think i I was hoping that i would have a better job actually you know kind of in this line of work that i'm doing um both of them They're kind of two different parts of the digital marketing area, and they're both really what I was thinking about maybe doing, and I have this blog, which is something that I was possibly thinking about starting, and guess what? Look where I am. I have a podcast now. I've figured out how to do that. You know, I've done all this in the last year, but you can do that too. If you set yourself, you know, aside and say, hey, what do I want? Spend some time thinking about that, and you can get it, you know, if you want to, Find you know the find a way to reduce waste in this thing that you see is super wasteful and you want to be better for the Environment find something find a way to do it make a product that does that fine Don't feel bad about selling that product or if you have to to make money to make it work But you you know because you know what? You're working towards something. You're adding value to people if they buy it Then they then you are saving the waste and you're earning living which allows you to continue to do that Don't feel bad about these things like I know this has kind of gone into rants about things you can do, but I think that that's what freedom is about is the point of freedom is to say, what are my possibilities and working towards that, the possibility in an ethical way. You know, we kind of talked about, what are the limits? Well, when it comes to being honest and adding honest value for other people, there is no limit. You can consistently throughout your life, find new ways to be an ethical business person or you know, 501 C three, whatever you want to be. If you're being honest and open and ethical and doing good work and adding value for people, people will continue. You will continue to grow and expand because that's what freedom does is as long as everyone's free to choose and you're adding more value than other people, then you're going to grow. And you're going to, instead of shouting at people in a restaurant, you can build something instead of, you know, calling for a mob to, you know, harass people at their homes or at, you know, whatever, Instead of doing that, you can just go out and create the solutions that you want in life, right? Why not? Why why are why are these people putting all this energy into protesting instead of, you know, going around talking to the right people to get a bill passed? Why aren't they doing that? They're free to do that. They're free to lobby their gu- their not lobby but you know, write to their congressman and you know draft up a bill. Talk to you know I'm sure they could find a lawyer, an immigration lawyer that wants that agrees with them that would do this for free, right? and get that bill drafted up, and start walking around getting petitions, wouldn't that be a much better way to use their energy about this immigration issue that they're yelling at, you know, Huckabee Sanders and um, Kristen Nielsen about, right? Isn't Isn't that a much better way to go? So that is what I want to kind of leave you guys with, is freedom has its limits with when you meet other individuals. It has no, you have no, i don't think much of a limit at all when it comes to government i think that the government infringement on freedom really the only way you can argue that they are allowed to do that is in order to protect the freedoms of others the life liberty and free and property of others that's that's what the that's what the limitation of government's you know ability to limit your freedom is is if you're the only way to stop your action is by government force you know by your or your action that sorry that Actually limits the other the freedom of others or threatens the life of others that you know your that injures the property of others then then you have then there's a place I guess in our system where the government can step in I don't I, I have other quandaries with that but that's we'll leave that but there is no limit to the good things you can do with your freedom in my opinion that's the other thing that I want to leave you with is you. This society is built for us to instill in ourselves and then in our families, like our children mostly, virtue and teach them to act ethically, Ethically, teach them to act with care for their brothers and sisters, their parents, their cousins and family, their neighbors, the kids at school. You know, teach kids to treat people well. Teach learn how, you, if you don't know yourself, learn how to treat people well on a one-on-one basis people that you probably hate, teach, learn how to treat them well and, and with kindness and with, you know, you don't have to be nice and roll over backwards for them, but, you know, learn how to be civil with people that you hate. And it's really easy to be civil with people you just kind of disagree with, you know? And I think that's something that we need to have a real interest. And we just have some introspection on this, as an each of us as individuals and look at ourselves on that. And I do I try to do it constantly, you know, and I, I'm not saying my emotions don't get the best of me from time to time. And but I do have to, you know, i s I've catch myself a lot of times and I take a deep breath and I say, okay, whew, there we go. And I can get back into it. But these are the issues that we have. And instead of you know having all these issues about, you know, you should bake the cake, you should do this and that let's build something. Let's build a you know, virtue, instill virtue within ourselves, act ethically and build something in our lifetime bet makes this world better in our opinion, you know? And guess what? We have a free market and that free market is going to allow us to see what most people think is the best idea. The best ideas will stay around. That's how, you know, business works and how, you know, economics works. So with that, Uh, that's where I'm going to leave it for today. I appreciate you guys listening, and I hope that you got a good nugget out of this. If you did, um, head on over to uh, my page. I have an Amazon Affiliates. I got some book reviews there um, for you guys to look at and see, and if you buy those books through that, that helps me out. You can also support my page as well. There's um, links for, or there's uh, cryptocurrency addresses. You can use that, and that way I can you know, find ways to, Maybe convert that into fiat to help me pay to spread the blog. It'll help me to, you know, spread my message. Um, the stuff isn't going to go into my pocket. It's going to go back into anything that I earn right now is reinvested into this to grow this. That's what I want to do. I want this to be bigger than it is now and reach more people and really get more ideas in. So that's what i want to be doing. If you have an idea that you want to talk about, hit me up for a guest blog. Um, you can go to conversationofourgeneration.com slash contact hit me up there or you can email me as well at nicholasjamel at gmail.com let me know find me on facebook.com slash conversation of our generation twitter at con of our gen and message me there if you have ideas or just get involved in the conversation with me and subscribe too i'm on itunes stitcher uh blueberry i'm working on getting into the google play stuff i haven't gotten there yet but you can find me on those other three places and Just uh, join me in the conversation of our generation. Let's get the dialogue going. And until next week, uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening.